0: Boomsies! Small Town Strip Club. Play us in. It's Episode 9 of Boomsies. I had a strip club in my hometown. It was called Thursdays. The rumor is... It was closed down after someone was
2: murdered by a pool cue in the parking lot. They're like, uh, we're done. No more strippy. Everyone go home. So Thursdays, go bye-bye. Glad you're here. World's a piece of Here's my hot take. Hey Putin. <laughs> You're done. Putin, come on boomsies. We'll figure it out. Das Vadania. Oh, we just lost a Monchichi. Monchi Chi's down.
0: Man, I loved these as a kid. Don't know if it's a hamster, if it's a monkey. I don't know. It's a monchichi.
2: So, yeah, there's a lot going
0: on in the world. That's why we're here. To take your mind off things. Hopefully we can do that for the next hour. Turn off the news. I I got in a, a news loop yesterday where I didn't get off the couch, and I'm like, why, why am I contributing to my RSPs? What, what's going on here? What's the, why don't we just go to Vegas? Put it all on red, baby, even though I don't play roulette.
2: You have to have hope.
0: Like I posted on my Instagram yesterday. Whenever I drop my kids off at school, no matter if it's raining, if it's snowing, if it's minus 15, if it's a plus 40. I see a guy jogging and juggling. He's a juggler. So I drove past him yesterday, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I turned around, pulled up into his driveway. Well, I didn't know it was his driveway until he's like, yeah, that's my driveway. And I said, I want to get a video because I see you every morning. And then we're having a chat. His name's Brian. And I said, well, this is crazy you do this. And I'm like, don't you get cold? He's like, it's just, it's just a habit now. And he said he's been doing it for 20 years. And he said, no matter what state the world is in, it clears his mind. And I'm like, that's a great philosophy. And while we're sitting there, I'm pulled over. Another guy pulls up. He's like, you guys run out of gas? You need some gas? I'm like, no, we're good. And then Brian turns to me, he's like, see, if you open your eyes long enough, you'll see some good in the world. And I'm like, can you just be my sensei? So I posted that and everyone's like, I see that guy all the time. Have you seen the guy in the unicycle? And the weird thing is, I'm like, I have.
2: <laughs> we live
0: in Clown Town. Population two. A juggler and a unicycler. The unicycle guy, he's my next on my list. Right now, it's it's not unicycle weather. There's uh, ice, there's blow. This February is the worst February ever. It had to be minus 15 average temperature. I drove through a blizzard on Sunday. Enough! Oh, uh, corrections before I dive in here. Um, Only really one. From last week, I, I talked about... My secondary car that doesn't work and how to pay for two years left on it, despite the fact it doesn't run. One of my options was to beat the crap out of it. And also defile it. I think that's our winner. This from Lonnie. I'd be happy to fly in from Calgary and drop a big deuce in your engineless car. It'd be money well spent. Let me know when you're available. Okay, so Lonnie's in, and also from Sean. Just listened to episode seven of Boomsies. I thought I'd offer $50 to poop in your car. So, leading vote-getter,
2: dropping deuce, in Denil's car.
0: It's the deuce-mobile. (laughs) So, thanks for your input on that. Oh, very excited. After this podcast... I'm hitting the golf simulator. With some buddies played it last week. So it was my first time playing a golf simulator in 25 years. Pretty sure the last time I played, you had to draw a picture of your shot, then fax it to someone who faxed it back to tell you where your shot went. And I'm like, the Brad fax in 1,000, it's gone. The technology's come a long way. It's like you're like playing a video game now. It actually registers your pots before you had to put it into a cup. My game, still garbage. I'm not uh, up on video games, hence my uh, desire to see a reboot of Super Mario. That's really the only game I, uh, the game I know, and pitfall. Go to my buddies all the time as a kid and play Pitfall. If you've ever played it, one of the first video games, I loved it. Here's how out of touch with video games I am. I was at my buddy's house, and I I walked by a game the kids were playing, and I'm like, wow, those graphics are amazing. He turns to me and goes, "Eh, that game's from 2011. (laughs) I'm like, you can see their faces.
2: Video games. They've come a long way. Way to go, Sega. EA Sports. You did it.
0: Uh, Speaking of cars, I was reminded of my first job I got out of broadcast school. I went to broadcast radio broadcasting at Algonquin in Ottawa. The gonk. Great town. Ottawa. Bring tourism back. If I got offered a job in Ottawa today, I would take it. Love that place. You got your art galleries. You got the War Museum. You got your Ottawa Senators. Peter Sedorkowicz still there? I don't think he is. So while in broadcasting school, into my second year, like two months in, on the job board, again, this is, the internet was, Just coming into relevance. There was a job board. They said, hey, we're looking for people to do uh, traffic reporting. I'm like, I'll apply to that. So drove to Toronto, interviewed for the job, and they're like, okay, you can have it. How much do you want to make? And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know, sir, $20,000? They're like, how about less? I'm like, perfect, 18. they are like, can you do it for less? Said, uh, fifteen. They're like, how about fourteen thousand dollars a year? I'm like, sold. We've established on this podcast, I am not a good negotiator. So I got the job, went to my professors. I don't think we had professors. Norm was our Norm was our guy. And I'm like, I got a job. They're like, well, this is the whole point of it. You're supposed to get a job, so I'm like, do I pass? They're like, write us an essay on what you learned. We'll pass you. Perfect. Algonquin, write us an essay. We'll pass you. Great school. Nothing but good things to say about the gunk. So, got the job. It was in Vancouver. Reporting on traffic from an airplane. Was I qualified for the job? No, I wasn't. First duty of the job was I had to drive the pilot's car from Toronto to Vancouver while he flew the plane out. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this. Am I getting paid? They're like, no, you don't get paid till you start working. Okay, no problem, sir. I'm the man for the job. So I arrive in Toronto. Turns out I had to drive... A 1986 Toyota Tercel across the country. The radio didn't work. The heat didn't
2: work. The speedometer didn't work.
0: And they said, oh, and you have to pick up someone in Sudbury. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, she got hired too. So go get her. We'll meet you out in Vancouver. I had never met this person. So, uh, so drove up to Sudbury. Within two hours of meeting each other and driving, we stopped talking. This is before cell phones, and should I remind you, there was no radio. We had a map, I think, no heat, and it was the middle of winter. We decided to drive through the top of the states, Whiteouts every day. At one point, we crested a hill, and there was, without a word of a lie, an eight-foot snowdrift. Like, come on, Toyota Tercel,
2: don't fail me now. We made it through.
0: If you want to feel alive, go through a snowdrift in a Tercel going 80, well, I, I estimate 80 to 90 kilometers an hour at one point we got pulled over in devil's lake north dakota very easy town to remember just because of the name of it so straight out of a movie state trooper comes up to me he's like "Uh, sir you know how fast you are going my response i have no idea sir again no speedometer I am no longer allowed to drive in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, or that entire state because I didn't pay that ticket. I believe there's a warrant for my arrest, so I will not be vacationing in north Dakota so we got closer to the mountains, and we're like again, no cell phones, and we we see this this one road it's closed in the winter but opens up in the spring. And it cuts your your travel time by like four or five hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, finally. Some good luck coming our way. We got to the end of the road. It was not open. There is no more deflating feeling seeing a road closed and knowing you have to drive back three hours from where you just came from. And then I look over Marcel Marceau over there. She's just staring out the window. Oh, God. Fire. Little help? We finally made it. First question people always have is, why did he want that car out there if it didn't didn't have all these things working? Well, he drove it every day to work. And that plane, it made it. 1972 Cessna. I did 501 flights in that thing. And this is a kid from Peterborough, Ontario, doing traffic in Vancouver. Oh, my on-air name? I was Captain D. Let's go up to the skies. Captain D with a check on the weather. Not the weather. The traffic. Oh, I think there's a backup on the log heat highway. People flooding. Has uh, this kid ever been here? It's the Lohei, you freaking idiot! Captain D never steers you wrong.
2: That wasn't. That wasn't my. Uh,
0: that wasn't my tagline. And that girl, by the way, she only ended up working. I don't think she ever went on air. She was. I showed up one day. She was gone. Like who drove her home? I think she got on a plane. I was working out of the Boundary Bay Airport, and if you're familiar with the Vancouver region, that's in beautiful Ladner. Ladner. That's how I
2: got into this crazy business called broadcasting. I don't know if you're the same, but an
0: airplane engine lulls me to sleep. So you get so comfortable doing these flights, i do them in the morning and the afternoon for the morning and afternoon drive, that as soon as he turned the engine on, I'd fall asleep. So my pilot had to nudge me when I had a report coming. One point he nudged me. I'm like, I don't have a report right now. He's like, your door's open. So we're flying over Vancouver. My freaking door was open. But it's not as terrifying as it sounds because the wind is like blowing it shut. It was just like fluttering. So I survived and lived to tell about it. That Tercel, I bet you it's still on the road. 86 Tercel, get me one of those.
2: I'll shit in it. Um, We got uh, Natalie Spooner coming up.
0: Gold medal winner for Team Canada. Going to talk about her experience at the uh, Beijing Olympics. Playing the, the U.S. in the gold medal game. Two-time gold medal winner. Um,
2: are we allowed to play YouTube clips on this show?
0: Maybe. I wanted to try something. Because yesterday, uh, February 28th, was the anniversary of uh, Sidney Crosby's Golden Goal. Golden Goal. So, purposely, I did not watch... The reaction video of the Golden Goal, which I do several times a year. It's a video from all over Canada, from living rooms, from bars, from the viewing parties to Sidney Crosby's Golden Goal. I have never made it through without crying, but I think I can do it today. So, reaction to Sydney.
2: Crosby, Golden Goal. There we go. That's all you have to put into the YouTubes. Okay. Hang on. Bear with me. Got to go to the, the YouTubes. There we go. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Nope. Hang
0: on. Producer Tim's going nuts right now. You know who's bad at Googling? My daughters. Like, I'm like, hey, find out where that restaurant is open to. They're like, we found one in Taiwan. I'm like, oh, my God, do they not teach you how to Google? Teach
2: that in school. Hey, Google. You work. If you know how to use it. Us, Canada.
0: Okay. was planning? Oh, here we go. Compilation of Canada's reaction to the Golden Goal. Okay, so this, the first one's an in in Arena One. This guy's like, hey, ref, sit down. This guy has great seats. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is in-game. Oh, there's the viewing party from in Vancouver. And here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, now we're in the living rooms. (laughs) Another viewing party. Oh, the video was so bad because we're in 2010. Oh, there's the Canada Hockey House. (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, I made it, what, how long? <laughs> I made it a minute. Oh, jeez. It's when they get into the people's living rooms that I just go nuts. Or I don't go nuts, I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, I had to do it. I had to test myself, and I made it a minute without crying. But when he yells Iggy, everyone in Canada knows where they were. That was 12 years ago. So way to go, Sidney Crosby.
2: Um, over the weekend, we had our outdoor hockey
0: game, Preds and Lightning from Nashville. Had a buddy was there, ice looked amazing. The whole production looked amazing. I, the helmets were questionable. Uh, helmets, eh, not so good. Everything else was perfect. And then I thought back to the first few outdoor games, and, <laughs> and they've come a long way because the first few ones, there was like hay bales out there, there was wires everywhere. You could see dirty boots had been walking in the snow. I think I saw a clothesline with laundry still on it. we was just like we just need to get this ice ready, and then we're good. So hats off to the NHL if you're wearing a hat or toques off. You've done good. You've come a long way. The product is amazing. I don't know how many outdoor games they do now, but one or two is good. We're good with that. One or two. The
2: Leafs game was bonkers. 10-7.
0: What the? It was like an old Jets game. So when I was growing up, you get to see the Jets the odd time on Hockey Night in Canada. And whenever they played, the, the games were like 9-8. They had a million goalies. And I'm not blaming the goalies. It just They went through a lot of goalies in the late 80s, early 90s. You had your Bob Essens, uh, Stephon Beauregard, Rick Tabaracci, a uh, pokey Reddick, one of the greatest names of all time. Daniel Barthoum. Love the Jets. The reason being, I'm old. So you wouldn't get to see the stats until once a week when the paper came and they put everyone's stats. So it was an entire page full of stats. So, what my neighbor and I, Robbie Fitz, would do, we would cut out the section of all the goalies, and we'd play road hockey, and we'd alternate who was the goalies. So, I love being the Jets, because they always had, like, five goalies. <laughs> they went through five goalies a year. So, I'm like, okay, I'm Daniel Berthume now. Okay, and now I'm Pokey Reddick. So, that's what we did growing up. You only had that access once a week to those
2: stats. And it was awesome.
0: So we recycled those goalies and we would play for hours out there. Just taking shots on each other. In the driveway. Where depending on the season, you're getting a frozen tennis ball in the junk. Or if it's thawed out, you're getting pebbles in your eyes. The price you pay to play a little road hockey in Canada. Stats, kids nowadays. I am pulling up here. Well, you saw my 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 uh, ability to search for things. Oh, that video's still open. Let's see, get some more here. Oh, that's a viewing party. That one's in Whistler. That's back at the Canada Hockey House. Oh, there's another house party. Oh, but one of the first few videos where the waitress is coming up with a tray full of drinks and the people start going nuts and she sets it down and just starts cheering. Oh, jeez. Wow. Uh, Before we get to Natalie Spooner, let's uh, get to some emails. And I got to tell you, the people that sponsor our emails, look at at their packaging even, if you're watching the video portion. Manmadebrand.com. Man-made underwear. I had a call with the guys this week. They are the greatest group of guys you'll ever meet. They put their heart and soul in this. They just want to hold your junk well, in their underwear. That's what they want to do. That's why they want to be part of the podcast, because they're a Canadian company. Throw your pumas out. Get into some man-made already. They've got the new 2.0s
2: they've outdone themselves. Here's an example.
0: This is from Jamie. After a shitty real estate day in Muskoka, I came home, went down to my office with a delicious Carlsberg, and boomsy. Another great show, fella.
2: Nope, that was the wrong one. I read the wrong email. (laughs)
0: Uh sorry about that, boys. I uh, I really apologize. I was supposed to read the, the first person who ever got a pair of man-made undies. The Prince of Winnipeg. He got them in the mail, and we've got his review. Hello, Mr. Toolsy. Sorry for my late reply. I was on a royal visit to Regina... <laughs> I was on a royal visit to Regina. I was initially upset that I received underwear and socks instead of your credit card information for your inheritance. However, the new man-made underwear and socks put my mind at ease. They're the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. They remind me of my usual attire, gold-plated silk. I am so happy I decided to send your large inheritance via Brink truck to the underwear return address. You should be receiving it soon. Sincerely, the Prince of Winnipeg. Uh, P.S., I'm starting to think Tim is an invisible friend of yours, as I've never seen him or heard him speak. If he's real, please send me his contact info, because he's on my scam. I mean inheritance list as well. So that's from the Prince of Winnipeg. One of these emails this week will be getting a package from manmadebrand.com. Shop Canadian.
2: Support these guys. They're here for you.
0: Uh, This uh, email is from Paul. Hi, Dan. I hope this finds you well. I've been enjoying Boomsies. Great job. I have a question for you. Do you do the voiceover work for home hardware? Anyway, keep up the good work. By the way, I'm the portrait artist at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Way to go, Paul. I get this question a lot about the home hardware ads that run in Canada. The voice does sound like mine. It is not me. Home hardware. Great job. This from Tina. Remember Skeletor for the, from He-Man? He was freaky. Agreed. Last week, we talked about Mumra from the Thundercats. How he scared the bejesus out of me. Skeletor? He's in the top five. Julesy, I need to ask you something that's been keeping me up at night. Did you ever get your copy of B-Movie back? This is Brent, the governor of Guelph.
2: So what he's referring to in Jay Onright's first book, number two? No. This is where I sh**. I dropped a deuce. It was something (laughs) bathroom-related.
0: So in Jay Onright's first book, I wrote the foreword. It was not good. I wrote the entire foreword about how uh, I lent Jay my DVD copy of the B-movie because I love that movie and how I never got it back. I don't think I have got it back. Although I don't watch DVDs, it might be with my DVDs? B-movie. It's a gem. Jerry
2: Seinfeld, that is finest. He's just Jerry in it, but he's a B. So if you get a chance, pick that one up.
0: Hello, Dan. Love the podcast. So happy to have something to listen to weekly that puts a huge smile on my face. With that being said, have you heard of them of the term sound alike? It's when someone else has a near-identical voice to your own. I have friends send me clips where people sound like myself, but I've discovered someone that sounds like you. His name is Trip Tracy. He does color commentary for the Carolina Hurricanes TV broadcast. I honestly thought at first, what the hell is Dan doing a Hurricanes game for? If you do not think he sounds like you, feel free to openly roast me on your podcast. Sincerely, Calvin. If we had the technology, we'd do a back to back. Do I sound like Trip Tracy? I've heard Trip Tracy. I can see.
2: I can see where you get that. Uh but well, we can't do that comparison. We don't have the technology. I blame Tim. Okay.
0: Hi Dan. From Colin. I've been listening to your podcast while driving to and from work lately, and I'm definitely digging it. I'll keep this short and to the point. I thought you should know about an opportunity in Victoria, BC that you should definitely check out. Sent a link to a Czech news job for a weekend anchor. It'd be great. You could still do the podcast, eat some seafood, and hang out by the ocean. Also, you might get to know local legend Gordy Dodd, who sells furniture and runs amazing commercials on the same local channel you'd be working for. So Colin, sending job advice. I really appreciate it. Um I did have a uh, did have another email here. I lost it. Oh, 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 here we go. I think I found. Again, I'm bad with paperwork. Uh it's my fault manmadebrand.com it was a review from Jamie about the uh, underwear where he said Hanes you're done because once you go to manmade you'll never go back Eh, I can't find that Uh, I wanted to touch upon the news of the day Major League Baseball get it together Russian sports ban, you're done Derek Jeter, what happened there? He's out as Marlins CEO after five years? Jeter's like, "Eh, I'm not doing this. I'm Derek Jeter. Go f*** yourself. That was was his goodbye letter.
2: I'm Derek Jeter. I don't need to deal with this. I don't need to deal with this. Go f*** yourself. And Putin... You're done. Uh, what are we at for time here, boys?
0: Do we get the spooner? Okay. It's time to talk to the second ever gold medalist on this podcast. We're only nine deep, and we've had two gold medalists on this podcast.
2: Boomsies, stay golden.
0: Here now, Natalie Spooner.
1: Hey. <laughs> oh look at that setup that's uh-huh. pretty cool
0: look at that we even got
1: raisin dan
0: we even got the canadian oh, woman hockey player there you go pretty bad helmet she's got on though
1: i know I don't white this i wonder would... why they chose white
0: this would not pass any safety concussion protocols i'm sorry. <laughs>
1: No, <laughs> definitely not. I'm not even sure it would pass, like, the style test, so.
0: <laughs> it's almost back to, like, the Jofa days. What was the worst helmet you ever had? You, you, see, you're oh, too boy. young. You probably had, yeah. actually, ones that were safe for you the whole time.
1: I think I did. I think I did. I don't think I ever had a Jofa. Maybe when I first, I don't know. I'd have to look at pictures. But Is I had that... a lot of hand-me-downs at first, so I could have. See, it was a different time when I grew up.
0: At uh, breakfast yesterday... Uh, The subject of car seats came up, and I asked my mom. I'm like, uh, was I in a car seat? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know. (laughs) She doesn't even remember if we were in car seats back then. Oh, my
1: gosh. You would have to think you were.
0: I don't know about that. It was a different time, Spooner. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Now, you have – I was going to ask you what your nickname was, but I reached out because you almost have, like, uh, a hockey nickname as your last name, Spooner. But it's Spoons – Spoons is your nickname?
1: Everyone calls me different things. Spoons, Spoonie, Spooner. It's really whatever you're feeling. Am I getting wrong
0: intel from Tessa Bonhomme?
1: No. No, like, she would call me Spoons probably. But, like, other people call me Spooner. Other people call me Spoonie. Like, Mm. you may just want to go off the rails and call me Fork like cutlery whatever you want to call me i like cutlery (laughs) hey cuts they can then they call you cuts there you go you just made a new one
0: (laughs) uh congratulations you're a a two-time gold medal winner at the olympics i know crazy crazy how was it how was beijing i heard it was interesting
1: yeah it was definitely different but I mean the best part about like being on a team like ours is you always kind of have your built-in family. So, we had a blast like anything we did. Uh the food was definitely questionable. Um, but so were those pictures that-
0: because we saw pictures from athletes where it was like I've eaten this same thing for the last 8 days. Was that actually happening?
1: Well, like you didn't have to eat the same thing. So, but like the there wasn't like I wouldn't say like a crazy amount of options compared to other Olympics, but you could eat different things, but Like, I tended to stick to a lot of the same things just because I was comfortable with that, I guess. And, like, once you get into a rhythm of, like, game day, you just eat the same things.
0: (laughs) So were you in a bubble? Could you actually go out and do things?
1: Um, Once we got to the Olympics and then we got our, like, COVID test back, like, you could go within the village anywhere. Um, And then you could go watch other sports. But we didn't really go watch many until we were done competing. Uh, then we went up to the mountain village and saw like bobsled. We went to figure skating. I know some of the girls went to speed skating and some went to a uh, uh, big air. I didn't go to those ones, but um, yeah, like you could go watch other events cause it was all like a closed loop system. They called it. So you're mm-hmm. all.
0: And it was in. freezing <sighs> on the Hill. Wasn't it on the mountain?
1: Yeah, it was pretty cold up there. Like we wrapped up warm. Like luckily all of our clothing was very, very warm. So um We could stay pretty warm, but yeah, it was pretty cold when we went to see bobsled. It was chilly. How does the, so
0: you were outfitted by Lululemon this year. How does everything arrive? So when you get named an Olympian, Mm -hmm. when do you get everything? Do they send you a big box?
1: No, once you get there, it's just like in your room.
0: Oh, okay. And do they say, okay, here's your opening. Don't wear this only for opening. Here's your closing.
1: You know what, before they used to sell, like, tell us that in Olympics past, like, don't wear this before, like, opening, don't wear this before closing, like, they're surprises, but this time they didn't, so you could just wear whatever.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. Nice work. And what do you do with all your Olympic clothing? When you're finished with it, do you you give it to friends and family? Do you frame some of it?
1: Yeah, I traded a few things to get some guy stuff for my husband. Um, Gave some to my mom, so she's pretty excited. (laughs) Yeah. share it (laughs) around so lead us through that gold
0: medal game first off do you guys really hate the americans like do you get out there and is it trash talking the whole time or is it the hatreds just like you don't have to speak about it you just know it's there
1: like for sure once you get on the ice it's like cutthroat because obviously like we've played them so many times and it's always so close so as soon as you like put that jersey on and you're on the ice it's it's pretty intense i would say i am not the trash talker so i can't tell you if there's like that much because i don't really say a word i just would smile at you and skate away (laughs) um but no like for sure it it gets really intense especially you know when it gets chippy and it's a physical game so it's it's for sure it's i mean it's it's, i think it's one of the biggest rivalries so it is that speaks for itself right
0: well, you saw the the number of Canadians that were watching this game, and it was on here. Uh, I'm in Ontario. It was like 1 in the morning, and we had close to 4 million Canadians watching that game. That is unheard of.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, for sure, I feel every time, you know, we play the Americans, the games are so close that they're, like, super exciting. Um, I mean, even for us, they're the games we want to play in, the games we get excited to play in. And we want to bring our best every time. So it's pretty cool when we get to come back to Canada after the games and like hear from everyone, like where they were when they were watching it, how like, you know, they stayed up and all this stuff like that's pretty cool to hear. And it makes you realize like how big this game was and how many people watched it and, you know, little girls feeling inspired and all that stuff. Like, it's crazy that it really can, you know, reach that many people.
0: Do the nerves hit different before, during, after a gold medal game? uh because you can sure, like, because a lot of coaches would be like treated like any other game but mm-hmm. you're like this is for gold there come on
1: yeah uh for sure like i do tell myself like it's just another game like don't freak out about it for me the nerves this time actually probably came before like the first game like just going out for warm-up it was like holy we're at the olympics but once you get playing it just like you kind of just let that go and forget about it and just play and I think this Olympics it did feel different too in that we had a lot of confidence in our plan and our preparation Um, that going in as long as we knew like we each did what we were good at and how we could play like we were going to be successful so it was just about you know going out there and doing that and not really like I think we keep it pretty light too within our team so it's not like too stressful of an environment to be playing in which is nice (laughs)
0: My daughter, Ruby, had a question. Speaking of stress, she said, when you're out playing in that game, do you ever think about everyone that's watching? And does that make you nervous?
1: Um, I, I, I guess normally I would. like, But this time I didn't. And maybe it was too because like we had, we had some fans there, but it wasn't like a crazy packed stadium like we would have in Canada or where the people feel kind of like they're on top of you. Um, and it was kind of the same at world championships that we didn't really have like fans. So maybe that made a difference, but, um, I guess for sure you think like it's a big stage, but you're so focused on the ice and this kind of like, you don't really notice anything else.
0: The gold medals. Mm-hmm. Where do you keep them? Because everyone, ha- everyone asks that everyone keeps them in different places. John Morris was on here. He's like, I keep them in my sock drawer. And uh <laughs> so everyone keeps them in different places. Where do you mm-hmm. keep yours now?
1: Well, I have this, this one right here. Oh my yeah. <laughs> yes. Um That one is close by the other ones. I actually keep in mittens like the Canada mittens. So okay. it's pretty like we do get a big box to carry them around in, but like boxes are so big that you just put them in socks or mittens and that's where they hang out. Do you
0: get a uh, letter from the government saying, Hey, thanks for getting us a gold.
1: Oh. We do get a letter from the government for like being a Canadian athlete. Okay. I forget if we've got one before for winning gold, but. I'll have to come back to you with that if, you okay. get, if I get one this time. <laughs> is it,
0: is it like being a member of a club? Do any companies say, "Hey, if you get a gold, just bring your gold medal in here and you can eat for free, or you can have a pair of shoes"? <laughs> Does it work no. like that? No, no. There's
1: no uh, gold medal dream, system. You could start that. Let's yes. start that. <laughs> no, I have no. I've never heard that. I mean, if if anyone would like to start that, let me know. I'll bring in my medal.
0: <laughs> I think I well. Gold medal winners for Canada, free entry onto the Boomsies
1: podcast. Okay, there we go. That's a that's a good start. We've Next had just to- like Canada's Wonderland, like <laughs> past the line, onto the rides. Um free events.
0: Is Canada's <laughs> Wonderland still open? Did it survive COVID?
1: I don't know. I haven't been in ages, but I was just trying to think of something cool.
0: <laughs> I need me some ghoster coaster in my life. <laughs>
1: Right? The Ghost (sighs) Coaster
0: is a good kid's roller coaster. It's got the perfect level of terror. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge roller coaster person because I get some motion sickness. So, like, I'd probably be okay on the Ghost Coaster. I've been on Behemoth, didn't go so well. The Fly didn't go so well. So, wait, wait,
0: wait. You're a gold medal winner in hockey and you can't do roller coasters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't do do (laughs) it. the flips get me you know okay but, so you could never yeah. do bobsled i don't i don't know i've never tried like maybe i could but maybe i'd like maybe i'd be good at it and i'd get to the bottom and i would just be nauseous okay or and just then, uh
0: just wear those things on your wrists. so you can get those things for yes uh, I, ha-
1: I do have those
0: <laughs> describe watching the Canadian flag go up and singing the anthem, what's going through your head? Because I always get the vision of, if I was in that moment, I'd be thinking of, like, every coach, every trip to the rink at 5 a.m., everything would be swirling around in my head, or are you just mm-hmm. focused on singing the song?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, so many different emotions when you win, and you're, like, super pumped, you're, like, so relieved that it all paid off, but really it's just like enjoying the moment with your teammates like I think for me it was just like looking at the flag but like looking down the line at all my teammates and it was like wow we actually did this like like this you know like our team was so close this year and like everyone had such a huge part in it and we were all so different and we had you know we all just brought it together and it worked and I just like looked around smiling at them singing as loud as I could hearing them sing as loud as they could and it, it, I mean, it's always such a cool moment when, you know, you get to hear your anthem, um, you know, especially after the last Olympics, not getting to hear our anthem and, you know, re- re- remembering like how much that sucked. It made it that much sweeter. Um, just looking around and singing at the top of my lungs. I think I was screaming, not really singing.
0: <laughs> See, I wouldn't be able to do it. Here's how much of a cry I am. If I'm at a live sporting event and oh, Canada comes on and everyone sings, I can't make it through it without crying. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, I'm not even I, involved. I'm not yeah. even in the game. Oh, man. And I can't make it through singing O Canada with 18,000 other people.
1: I did cry a bit, but it was not during O Canada. It was before that, and we were celebrating. And I saw Emery Mashmeyer. and I was just, like, overcome with, like, how proud I was of her. And then I saw, like, she was starting to cry, so then I just started bawling. It was just like, oh, boy. Get it together, Natalie. <laughs> Is
0: there a pep talk? Is there a pre-gold medal game pep talk or is nothing needed?
1: Um, Like our coach gave us a little one, but uh, we kind of gone into like this routine this year where it went through the whole team where one of the girls would kind of give a pep talk or whatever they wanted to do, like whatever was related to their personality. Um, So it was really cool. Uh, The very first game of the tournament, one of our teammates who we did not even know was such a good writer, but she wrote this amazing story about our team, a kind of, you know, from, as like a grandmother telling a daughter about like this story to Wu, which was our fifth gold medal and um, climbing the stairs to Wu. And she finally brought it all back together in that final game um, and kind of how it all came and how, like, didn't finish the story, obviously, but before the game. And I, we were, I think, all in tears at that point and all just like, jaws on the floor but tell you she needs to publish this book because it was amazing we were all like in awe
0: that sounds inspiring and it sounds awesome i would read that um Mm -hmm. with regards to canada and their embracing of your team they're kind of embracing all canadian athletes because i don't know if you know it right now but canadian women kind of rule the world in soccer Mm -hmm. in hockey have you been in touch with the canadian soccer team
1: um for sure we got to hear from some of them uh you know before we went away and we also heard from their coach uh Beth Priestman and she was telling us kind of about their experience um you know in Tokyo and how it was different with COVID but how they made it you know she called it the time of their lives so that was kind of our same motto going in was we're gonna have a time of our lives no matter you know what it looks like um so was really cool getting to hear from them and I mean, super inspiring. We got to watch, as a team, them win that medal. And uh, I think that that really just kind of carried with us through world championships and then, you know, through to the Olympics, too.
0: Okay, Spoons, let's get into other stuff here now. I don't know if you've been watching the Kanye West doc. It's really good. It's on Netflix right now. Okay, I have not. So his first album, it's called Through the Wire. He has a broken jaw. Okay. I heard that when you first toured Ohio State, you had a broken jaw when you went to check out the school.
1: Yeah, I broke my jaw playing hockey and then I had to go on all my official visits with a broken jaw. Okay, so you have to
0: listen to his song because he talks about uh, drinking insure for dessert and stuff and it's all, yeah. the he's like, okay, it makes it go it. insane.
1: Did he sound like a bumblebee when he was singing? Because like, how could he sing? I don't know. Like, or he, he wasn't like, singing it with a broken jaw. He was just like singing about the broken jaw.
0: No, he sang that one with a broken jaw, I believe. Then he plays it for Pharrell, and no one else has heard this song. And Pharrell like leaves the studio. He's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Cause no wow. one would give Kanye the time of day. And he's like, I, I just want to put out an album here. So anyway, yeah, that's some that's required. Cool. Uh, so, Broken Jaw, not recommended.
1: Not recommended. No, no. Hopefully, it never happens again. <laughs> <laughs> <Not some word. laughs> uh, you're
0: number 24. How did you settle upon that?
1: Um, well, I wore number five my whole life, even through Ohio State days. My first year at Toronto Furies, I was number five. And then finally, when I made the senior team, um, Colleen Historics had just retired before that, so I couldn't have number five. You have to wait a few years. So they just gave me 24, and it's grown on me. I think it suits me well now. <laughs> and I just kind of changed all my numbers to 24 after that.
0: Twenty-four is a good number. Uh, of all the places you've played, you can exclude Canada because Canada is a great country. Where's the one rink or one place where you've played and you're like, I would come back here in a second, in a heartbeat. I would come back to this oh, place
1: because you've, you've played in Canada, pretty, huh?
0: You've played everywhere.
1: Yeah. Like oh a, man, we got to play. Uh... Yeah, I liked
0: it. That it was pretty cool. It was a great time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like those are really cool rinks. Like, yeah, like the Olympic rinks, for sure. Well, like they kind the of actually, blue. no,
0: I take that back. They're kind of nondescript. Maybe not the rink, yeah. but the location. Location.
1: Like lo- Switzerland or somewhere. Switzerland, there cool. you go. You know, like we got to play in this one. We had an exhibition game once with like under 22s, and it was an outdoor, pretty much outdoor rink. Like it had a building, but it really wasn't outdo- like outdoor, but it was, and there was no glass. It was wire like around the brink. Like it was kind of wild, but we played in it and it was cool. Was so it like one of those like rinks where
0: everyone's smoking cigarettes?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I don't remember that, but hopefully they said no smoking while we were playing, but it was pretty much outdoor, indoor. It was like kind of both. It was crazy. Is there a
0: game show or show in Canada you haven't been on? So you've been on Amazing <laughs> Race. You've been on Family Feud. Uh, you've been on Battle of the Blades. Uh, I don't think there's anything left for you to do in Canada.
1: Uh, big brother. I don't big know if there's a survivor yes. here. Yeah, but but I think I, I was saying, like, I think I'm not, like, mean enough to go on big brother. Like, I think you kind of have to be, like, kind of mean or kind of cutthroat. And I could maybe get there, but I don't know.
0: Was family feud nerve-wracking? Because I, I always get the answers right at home, but I think under pressure I would mm-hmm. fail miserably.
1: For sure. Nerve wracking. Cause you don't want to say like the wrong, you definitely don't want to say the wrong answer. And then like, you're going to not look good. So you're like, I have one shot at this. Like brain work, please work.
0: And then your teammates let you down. You're probably like, what the hell was that? But you've got to <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah. Good answer. Amazing race. Where did you guys go in the world with that?
1: um so we went around canada then we went to um hong kong Macau, china normandy france and paris
0: i'm not familiar with the show but a camera crew just follows you the whole time
1: yeah like they literally run after you one camera guy one sound guy with like a boom and you just go
0: was that a cool experience
1: yeah it was super cool for sure like it was crazy because like you were waking up and having no clue what you were about to do, like whether you were like eating something weird or like we had to skydive, bungee jump, whatever it was. Like it was kind of crazy. Like I normally have a pretty, you know, regulated schedule that I wake up, I train, I go to hockey, I come back, I eat a good meal, and now it's like you're just running around the world. <laughs> it was wild.
0: What was the hardest one? Family uh-huh. feud, battle of the blades, or amazing race? Oh man! Where, where? Well, I guess Family View would probably be the easiest because you're in a controlled environment.
1: Mm-hmm. It was but- like only one day long too, so there was no like mental fatigue. Right. Like it was. It like it was like we had to travel there and travel back in the same like pretty much the same day, but it was still like we made it work.
0: Okay, so we eliminate that. So it's probably between yeah. Battle of the Braids Blades and Amazing Race.
1: Yeah, <gasps> like I guess like Amazing Race it's like hard to like really like set a standard for yourself because like you are going to do something totally new the next day. But I guess like we were just like, don't get kicked out first. So then like we were happy. Um, but like bow the blades, is like, well, like I'm supposed to be okay at skating, but like, it's really hard. And then like, I'm definitely not a figure skating type of body or person. So like, I think that was probably like the most challenging to just like, embrace that and then like embrace your feminine and my dainty side with like my they call them ballet arms which like I don't have but (laughs) tried to have um yeah yeah toe picks I toe picked a lot so yeah and it was like a lot like we trained like four hours a day on that and then I was still playing hockey at the same time and still training so that was probably the toughest
0: one for sure and then you became a judge
1: yeah, judging was a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did great. You were so
0: supportive uh, of the groups, and I'm like, yeah, Spooner would be just great in life for
1: uh, for like a a hype person, a hype woman. There you go. I can be your new hype woman. Well, actually, um, John
0: John Drews, so a buddy of mine who's a former NHLer, I mentioned I was having you on today. Here's what he said. He said she's great. Love how much fun she has on the ice. Great for team morale.
1: Oh. Okay, I do like to have fun. I mean, I, I don't know if there's a point of doing anything if it's not fun. So, I like to make it fun if I can.
0: So, the, you smiling all the time is not an act.
1: No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually cannot. I try not to smile sometimes, and it makes it worse. And my face just does Can't not look good it. with no smile. Try it. Oh, yeah. So just, <laughs> it doesn't uh, look good. Then you can say, like,
0: it's my game face? Yeah,
1: yeah my, I don't have a good game face, so. Uh, I don't look w- mean if I don't smile either. So
0: there's no point. No, you kind of look mean there. Yeah, no, that now you're just playing it up. Yeah, that's no, not good. When was the last time you were in Regina? Quick backstory. Uh I was at, I was in Regina, I don't know, four or five years ago. I was there for a company's Christmas dinner. I was the MC. Uh by the way, I told one joke at that thing. Did not well, the crowd liked it. The owner of the company came up. He's like, I didn't like that joke. I haven't been invited <laughs> back. But the night before, again, I'm there by myself. Jay uh, couldn't make it to this event, so I did it solo. And I was sitting at Earl's Regina, and I look up, and there you are
1: in Earl's Regina. <laughs> what yeah. were you? That was the first time we ever met. What were you doing there? I, I can't even remember what I was doing there. Like, I don't know if it was the Ju- Juno Cup or if it was just oh, like. Oh, I think that's what it was. Yes. You were there for been? the Juno okay. Cup. Yes. And then I remember we went to like a music performance. Um, and then I was at Earl's with my friend Jada. And then I remember looking over and just seeing you there. And I was like, damn, what is he doing
0: here? You, f- you had pity on me. And I appreciate it because I was sitting there by uh-huh. myself. <laughs> I knew- yeah. I was like, do I go say hi <laughs> to him? in the yeah.
1: zone, his own world? So thank you know. for
0: taking pity on me. <laughs> Regina. What a <laughs> town. Have you been back?
1: No, I don't think I have. Mm. I can't think of it. I'll have to go back at some point. Maybe you'll be there at the same time. No, again, (laughs) I'm not being invited back to that Christmas party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although, in my defense, once I finish it, like the owners in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I really messed this up. I get to the back where all the guys were having drinks and they're like, and I tell them, I'm like, he didn't like that joke I told. They're like,
1: yeah, screw him. It was great. I'm like, okay, good. So everyone else liked it. That's what's important. Majority. And I
0: I got paid still.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Okay, so what's
0: on the agenda for you now? You win a gold. Uh, We've heard of the Olympic letdown. So how do you make sure that doesn't creep in?
1: Uh, Well, it's been busy so far. um, So that's been good. But... I got my honeymoon coming up in April. So, yes, you, got, ma- you I, got married. Yeah, last July. So, literally, I like got married, and two weeks later, I moved to Calgary to get ready for the World Championships and the Olympics. <laughs> so, it's nice to be back home, spend some time with my family, um, then head on my honeymoon in April and then get back into training. Um, we have Worlds August or, or September, end of August, September, and then. Uh, hopefully we're, you know, we're working to get a pro league. So yes. fingers crossed that that will happen. That next momentum season.
0: Of those Olympic numbers.
1: Exactly. I mean, we had amazing viewership. So I think it showed that, you know, there is a market for women's hockey and people want to watch us. And a lot of the times that like people don't know where to watch us those other three years. So, um, hopefully with this momentum, we can get that kicked started and, um, people can watch us all year round.
0: And your honeymoon is in Regina
1: in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, you're going to Hawaii? No, yes, have you ever been? <laughs> I've never been. Oh, me neither.
0: I hear it's just <laughs> the the air just smells amazing. Everything's amazing. It's a slow pace. Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah,
1: I've heard it's amazing, so I'm excited.
0: It's minus 15 where I am here today.
1: Oh, I think I think it's pretty cold here too. I have not been outside yet, but I want to feel like minus 12.
0: Something like that. And and an, uh, another Olympics?
1: Yep. You're going to? That's the plan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm still getting better. So keep working hard and uh, try to get better yeah. every day.
0: Make a three. Yes. Kay. Yep. Spoons, you're awesome. Have a great honeymoon. Uh, you made an entire country proud. Uh, everyone was, literally everyone was watching. So uh, be proud of that. And I can't believe that uh, you got to sing Oh Canada at the olympics again that's a moment you
1: Mm -hmm. you can never erase
0: that from your mind
1: no it's so cool i mean i think it'll be the best time i'll ever sing the anthem and every time you hear the anthem now you think of that i know yeah
0: it's amazing and you'll now think of me crying whenever you hear the anthem (laughs) i
1: will think of yeah (laughs) no no better yet
0: just think of me crying sitting alone eating dinner no anthem on just crying
1: (laughs) i will think of you in this exact position (laughs) with raisin bands in the back this is where i hang out
0: this is this is what i do now spoons thank you
1: thanks so much for having me that was fun
0: isn't she awesome i forgot to ask her a question I always finish interviews, and I'm like, oh, man, I forgot to ask that. But I asked her before we did the interview about playing Russia with the masks on. And she said uh, it was all right because they played an entire game with masks on, uh, with N95s. She said we practiced with masks on during the season and even before heading out west in Toronto. So it wasn't too much of an adjustment. You just had to get used to the N95 instead of a blue mask. Look at that. Played an entire game in the Olympics with a mask on. She's like, eh, it's all right. Whatever.
2: Nat Spooner. One of the good ones. Spooner and O'Toole. Spoons and O'Toole. Hit Regina. Or as we now call her, Cuts.
0: Cutlery. We're calling her Cuts. I found that email I was looking for. It was from James. Today, I felt like my winter boots were hovering, oh so gently, above the frost-ridden roads. My stride was effortless and enchanting with each moment. Enjoying a Muskoka day so generously offered to us. Was this just a dream I was living? No. Today, I'm wearing man-made underwear and socks. Get some pride in your stride. Jamie. Someone pointed out last week that this is essentially an advertising podcast where we come up with new slogans for companies. Manmadebrand.com, get some stride, pride in your stride. Get some stride in your pride. Get some Lloyd Mosby juice in your mouth. I'm sampling the Lloyd Mosby collection this week in my Blue Jays collector cups. One problem I found with these... I don't know if uh, the plastic is probably uh probably illegal now, but when you wash it, it holds on to the the soap for a long time. So you got some soap with your bevy.
2: Wet that whistle. Clean that mouth. Okay, uh, I think we accomplished a lot here. This week? Um. Next week?
0: Will we have another gold medalist? I don't know. Will we have the creator of the Monchichi? Possibly. We literally don't know probably till the day before. We like to keep things fresh. We like to run and gun. That's what you do in Manmates. You run and gun.
2: Appreciate your time. Try juggling and jogging. It's good for your health. Don't watch too much news.
0: Bad for your brain. Juggling good. Too much news. Bad. Boomsies. Really good. (laughs) Bye.
1: Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Fly from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby,
2: Boomsies.